You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to Rua Space, where we look to make space for the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. I'm Phil. And I'm Erin. And we are excited to be bringing a new format to you guys, where we are releasing our new series on both our podcast and on YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast, welcome. Go subscribe on YouTube, check out the video. And if you've just discovered us on YouTube, definitely click that button below. And then on any major podcast app, you can find the Rua Space podcast and all of the guided meditations, spiritual discipline teachings, and other series that we've done. Now, in this series, which this is part one, we are going to be going through St. Teresa of Avila's book, The Interior Castle, which is just this phenomenal work that teaches us how to grow deeper in our relationship with God. The interior castle, of course, being our internal life. And so she talks about these seven dwelling places, and we're going to go through each one of them, sort of gleaning her wisdom and exploring how we go deeper in our relationship with God ultimately, but also with ourselves, with our interior life along the way. Yeah. So St. Teresa of Avila was an amazing woman. She was a nun, uh, a Carmelite nun, and that's about as much information I know about nuns. Um, <laughs> well, you would wanted to be one when you were little, though, right? I did. So. Yes, yes. But it turns out that uh, being raised Lutheran is not a good way to get started in the nun making business or getting married um, well that, that did shoot it in the foot um that's okay so i'm glad now that i i am not but anyway so saint Teresa of avila she was around in the 1500s and i think just a little background information because it's important to know also helps connect the dots to some things you probably learned back in history class but saint Teresa of avila was targeted in the spanish inquisition so she wrote this book in 1577, so almost 500 years ago. And the Spanish Inquisition was in full swing there. She was a nun who did live in Spain. And so one of the things that comes apparent when you're reading her writing, which I highly encourage you to do, is go and read her writing. But you'll oftentimes hear her putting herself down and women down. And I know a lot of people nowadays would read that and be like, what is going on? Well, in the day when she was writing, it was a survival tactic. Mm. So by by saying, oh, but I'm only a woman. I only know what I know. This is my best <laughs> guess. And if I'm wrong, it was a dreadful mistake. You know, I was, mm. I humbly admit that I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, those defense mechanisms come up in her writing quite a bit so don't be shocked if you go to read it and that's there we don't take that stance on women um but that is why she writes that way is because she was constantly being supervised as um the the catholic church was trying to keep their church pure and holy and so the inquisition was about uh keeping that purity in the church and weeding out what they saw to be evil and wrong and so she was oftentimes treading on uh, quicksand, so to speak, yeah. Uh, yeah. where it could go very badly. So she writes, but she's doing her best not to uh, ruffle feathers at the same time. 
fun fact. Well, and she's really clarifying in the beginning that she was asked to write this book, which I think then is that combination of her being wise in sharing this. But I also really do get, so outside of the uh, patriarchy and inquisition issues where she was having to navigate that, honestly, she does have this humble mm. soul. Yes. And so she talks about how how difficult it is to write this and how she gets headaches from doing it. But there's this amazing line. She also makes sure to let us know that, sorry, not no, no, her, go. but she makes sure to let the readers know that she didn't want to do this. Yeah. And it's been a dreadful pain <laughs> uh, to have to be bothered by it. That's but true. that's because, wait, sorry, I, I like the history stuff. Do it's it, really fun. Do it. So uh, that's because she wrote a book called Life. And apparently it got lost when the Inquisition took it. Mm. And so she had actually written out about her prayer life in an instruction to the other nuns in the Carmelite order because she was very respected amongst them. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Inquisition took it. And so this book, The Interior Castle, is her rewrite of a book that now no longer existed except for what she can kind of remember in her head. So it's kind of like she wrote a paper and her computer crashed and now it's all gone. Yeah. That would be our modern day equivalent. But anyway, so she she is a little perturbed by that, I yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> But I'm glad she did rewrite it. No, okay, absolutely. Okay, sorry, you were going to share a quote. No, that's good. But I mean, she just says, you know, knowing that the strength given by obedience usually lessens the difficulty of things that seem impossible. I resolve to carry out the task very willingly, even though my human nature seems greatly distressed. Mm. And I wonder how often in life, you know, we've been maybe called to take a step or feel like there's something we need to create. There's just something we need to get out. Mm -hmm. But it's hard. You know, writing is hard. Creating is hard. And I mean, look at her right uphill in this, you know, male dominated world, the Inquisition, all this stuff happening. No wonder she felt this weight, but she persevered by God's strength. Mm -hmm. And I think that... And in obedience. I like that word being such a... We don't like to talk about obedience much anymore. No. I don't think it's popular. Right. Well, because it's been so abused. Because you have something like the Spanish Inquisition (laughs) where it's been abused. Exhibit A. Right. But but her wisdom was able to sort of go to another level and say, but wisdom to God Mm -hmm. and even to those we trust does lead to that life God created us for. So Mm -hmm. even if she is in this difficult spot, she's saying, yeah, but following God is worth it. And Mm -hmm. so for her then, the root of this, of how she was able to go about this, of what she's writing about in this whole book is prayer. So the interior castle is our internal life. It is who we are. It's our soul, I think is how she describes it. And she she talks about it being made of crystal or diamond. So it's this beautiful interior castle and she goes on, well, she she believes, which may be true, many people don't even bother to explore it. Exactly. It's, it's inside of us, and most people are like, eh, we'll just keep a safe distance. Right. Well, and she talks about how ridiculous that is. So she talks about the ignorance of per- of someone who says they don't know their name, right? If someone asks mm. you your name, you're like, well, I don't know my name. And she's yeah. like, that... It's just as stupid <laughs> or maybe even, you know, incomparably more so when we don't strive to know who we are, but limit ourselves to considering only roughly these bodies. So she's mm. talking about the beauty of our internal life that God created and the fact that God dwells in that innermost place. So if as human beings, our desire is actually most deeply to connect with God, 
The way to do that is by going internal Mm -hmm. to that deep place within us where God is. We know when we know Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So Mm -hmm. everything we're then exploring in this series, because this is what she was exploring in the book, is how do we go to that internal place? How do we explore this inner life? How do we meet God there? Which, of course, is going to impact how we go out, right? This Mm -hmm. isn't about just, you know, this isn't Gnosticism, right? Like the spiritual is good and the physical is bad bad. Right. No, actually, the the internal enhances our ability to live as we go out. And so for her, there's this amazing internal life called mm-hmm. the interior castle. Right. And the door of entry, she says, is prayer and reflection. Now, I believe, too, that she makes it clear that when she's trying to figure out how to teach the other nuns about prayer because that was essentially what was requested of her please write to the other Mm -hmm. nuns how to go about praying that's when she received this vision of the soul being like a castle Mm -hmm. and she says there's these multiple layers to it and it's got many 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 rooms so even though we're going to talk about the seven dwelling places one thing she makes clear very early on is that the soul has an infinite number of rooms. There's all kinds mm. of different rooms. And she said it's not good or healthy. I I've, I've got it written down somewhere here. Um you don't just stay in one right, room, but right. you want to you want to wander around, you want to explore, but it's almost uh, as I'm imagining her image as she's sharing it. It's almost like concentric circles. And in the center circle would be the center dwelling place. That's where God dwells mm-hmm. in your heart through the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so it radiates through this crystal diamond castle to the outer edges of it so god is within the whole entire soul but it's as you go closer to god and go more and more into the um interior dwellings Mm -hmm. then there's less and less evil or sin which she oftentimes uh symbolizes with reptiles or poisonous poisonous creatures um she has very vivid imagery which is lovely um but those those happen to be a lot on the outside and then less and less inside as she talks about the presence of the devil and temptation right as we move forward so anyway just kind of a a broad picture of what we're talking about so there's castle gods in the middle it's your soul everyone's got one (laughs) exactly well and The way then into those areas is through, as she mentioned, prayer and reflection, that we want to go deeper, mm-hmm. internal, closer to God, which is at the center. And there's this, yeah, no, go I ahead. was going to share a quote. Yeah. Well, because you Do took it. my first two quotes. Oh, no. Okay. See, here was our agreement. We both have read and written down our favorite quotes. And so I am sitting here, like, all ready to tell you guys the passages I love the most. And he's just... <laughs> Just taking like, them. We'll go for it. Take the next blatant one. Blatant thievery. Um, no, that's good. Same stuff stood out. Okay. So I really liked this. She talks about, she says, for there are many souls who are, I don't need the pen in my hand, who are in the outer courtyard, which is where the guards stay. So they're not even mm. in the castle. They're not even into their soul. Um, and they don't care at all about entering the castle, nor do they know what lies within that most precious mm. place, nor who is within, nor even how many rooms it has. So she admits that there's some people who are walking around and they really could care less 
it's not it's not on their agenda to figure this out and she then goes on to dismiss dismiss them essentially and say i'm not writing to them so she says <laughs> but we are speaking to other souls that in the end enter the castle for even though they are very involved in the world uh, which i think would probably most of us would relate to that we're very involved in the world we aren't in a convent or a monastery most of us um they have good desires and sometimes though only once in a while they entrust themselves to our lord and reflect on who they are although in a rather hurried fashion during the period of a month they will sometimes pray but their minds are then filled with business matters in which ordinarily occupy them they are so attached to these things that where their treasure lies their heart goes also Sometimes they do put all these things aside and the self-knowledge and awareness that they are not proceeding correctly in order to get to the door is important. They have done quite a lot just by having entered. Yeah. And I thought that really describes a large portion of my faith journey, mm. which is humbling to say. So there you have it, folks. I am not very far into the castle <laughs> as far as I can tell so far. Um but I really, I could really strongly relate to that. The cares of the world seem very pressing many times. I mean, I can tell you when I go to sleep and when I wake up, oftentimes it's my to-do list that occupies my mind. What What is on my agenda? What needs accomplishing? Um, and yeah, I mean, truthfully, during a period of a month, they will sometimes pray. But their mind then goes back to their business. Yeah. And I thought, wow, it's... It's like she knows people so well. Yeah. Um, but she does have, she does extend grace to those of us who fit into that description. And so, she does give us credit. It's probably and say, all of us, actually. Say, <laughs> by praying and just getting yourself to the door of your soul, you've, mm. you've done quite a bit. And she does not slam that. She does not say that is a poor thing. She, she says that is quite a bit of work for many of us. Yeah. And then she does go on to admit that when you live in a convent, most of all of the worldly matters have been stripped from you anyway. So the nuns typically start a step mm. ahead of us because they've already kind of shed stuff that would yeah. hold back the majority of us. But but it's true that distractions are a part of life. And we are then going to learn from her what these different dwelling places are, how to go into them, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. But to start, I think our encouragement would be, and our question would maybe be for you, is what keeps you from entering deeper into your own story? Mm -hmm. What might be getting in the way or distracting you from creating the space to spend time in prayer with God, to explore your interior mm -hmm. castle, because the door is prayer. It is intentionality of walking through it. And so next week, we'll start going into the first dwelling place, which is absolutely fascinating. But in order to get in, we have to intentionally say, hey, maybe I need to turn off Netflix, you know, maybe I need to be aware of the work that I take home. Hey, maybe I need to be aware of the fact that days go by and I don't pray. So maybe for the next week, it would just be saying, hey, each day, make intentional space to spend just a few minutes even in prayer with God, even if it's in silence, listening to what your own body and mind and spirit might be saying, listening to what God might be saying, reading scripture, but just taking a few minutes to enter the door with us as we go and explore all the dwelling places of the interior castle. So be sure that you have hit the subscribe button right below 
And we look forward to seeing you for the next part where we will tell you what you will find in that first dwelling once you enter in through prayer and reflection. Grace and peace.